Hi, everyone. This is Jenny G. Perry, and this is Goddess and Gab, and I'm changing rooms because we have the Christmas train going, and it's very loud. <laughs> Welcome my guest, Carolyn Caputo. She's one of my soul sisters, actually, and we got to connect a little bit before the call. I'm super excited for you guys to meet her. Carolyn, tell them about you. Yay! Jenny, I'm so excited to be here. Like, I am just pumped to, to just gab with you here <laughs> um for so i'm a i'm a clarity specialist and a true purpose coach and i really help you quit wasting that you, you know your precious time following someone else's rules on you know how life should be and ditch that uncertainty and fear and and finally figure out the real reason you're on this planet you know um i believe that our life is is our adventure so you know, it should be our adventure, right? It, all of it. Mm, I love that. I absolutely love that. And I love how before the call, one thing that you guys should know about Carolyn is that she's just so clear and she's just so like deliberate with the way she like really listens to you. Like we were talking and she's like, let me stop you there. And, and what I'm hearing is this. And I love that. That's actually really good about a coach because if you're coaching with somebody um, or I mean, if you have a coach, the, the coach shouldn't just be listening to you go on and on. They should really be like catching you when you say things. So we were talking about my, um, my purpose right now. And that's what, what we want to talk about with you guys is kind of those of you that are maybe on this, this quest for what is my purpose. And this is going to air before January 1st. So 2017, I think it's going to be a very powerful year. I know that I'm launching something in January. I mean, I'm starting a program in January. And so is Carolyn that we're super excited. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But I know for, for me, I don't think I knew until my, at least until my mid-30s. So for the past four years, I didn't know what my purpose was. So Carolyn, let's talk about what, what's the difference in calling, purpose, and finding your passion. And when did you find your purpose? Hmm. Okay. So this is, this is a big, heavy question here. Um, cause <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you said quite a bit there. Um, so let me go into, let me go into saying what I really personally believe purpose actually means. And I, I want to say this because for me, that whole statement of like finding, going back to the finding your passion, find your purpose, or what is your purpose? That statement used to drive me freaking crazy. Like it, in just thinking that I had to find this pat this purpose, and then I had to find this thing that I was passionate about, like, and turn that into my purpose kept me stuck for freaking ever, and it caused me to have a lot of pain. So, um, a couple of years ago, a friend of mine once said that um, you know our purpose is to constantly expand. It's to go on new adventures. And it's to do what serves us at the time, and it's a constant pattern of letting go and starting fresh. And when she said that to me, I was like, wow, like it changed my whole view on purpose. Um, and it really took a lot of the pressure off. So, so I believe, so that's really what I believe. Like I said um, in the beginning that I believe our, it's our life, right? So it should be our adventure. And, and that's what I think. I think our life is full of, um, is one big adventure and um, our purpose, like our purpose is to live that adventure through the dark nights, through the, um, you know, the ahas, the beautiful moments, right? It's the, it's the pattern of, is of like constantly letting go and, and starting fresh and returning home to that innocence of our, ourself, right? Returning back to that truth of ourselves. Um, now calling, you asked about calling. 
I believe we have a calling on our life. And that calling is really with us from the moment we're born. Um, and it's the biggest thing in our whole life that we try to hide, deny, or avoid, right? And that is the message that we're here to shake the world with. So for example, I'll give you an example. Um, for me, it was my, my calling. Like I, 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 what I do is I really help people come up with a calling statement within them. And when I, they've found these statements, I've, I've watched miracles happen in their lives. It's like amazing. Um, so for me, my calling statement is I help others feel alive and connected with the truth of who they are. Okay. Now, the reason that I have this statement is because my entire life, I just wanted to feel alive. I wanted to feel connected with myself, right? And, and every story, everything that's happened in my life, like, like when I was a kid, my dad left, okay? He made the choice to leave. But I also made a choice that day too, that I was no good, right? If my own family couldn't love me, then who would? You know, and, and so I was constantly trying to, um, you know, seek this, this feeling of being alive with outside circumstances. You know, I was trying to connect with so many different things because I, um, I just felt so disconnected with myself and I was afraid to be myself because again, you know, going back to my dad, he left, right? So if I look back at so many different stories, even the most beautiful moments, right? The feeling that I had in, in the moments that um, just filled my heart, I, the feelings that I was having was I was feeling connected and I was feeling alive. The feelings that, the moments that the darkest nights of my soul, right? I was searching to feel connected and alive, right? So does that, does that make sense? It does. And I actually had just thought about this because before this call, we talked about, um, I was looking to connect with, I didn't realize that I was seeking to connect with the divine and also with myself. And I was thought like a boyfriend would complete me. I was so boy crazy from like, as long as I can remember up until when I met my husband, when I was 18, <clears throat> I thought that was the answer. But with you saying that you wanted to feel connected and you wanted to feel alive, I actually think that that's one of the things that feeds addiction. <laughs> Pardon me. I like have, I think it's the dust in, in my house. Um, but in that, when people are seeking substances or if they have any sort of addictions, they're really looking to mm. feel connected and alive. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They, they are, but there's a lot of see. So before we, we got on the phone, um, we talked about, you know, just pulling out this statement for you and, um, you know, we didn't really dive super deep into it, but basically we said like yours was to like spread love and connection with people. Right. And, and that, I mean, look what you, you do. Like you're a mother of five. You're, you're doing these podcasts, goddess and gab to bring these connections out there. Right. You wrote a book on body love. You're, you know, what you do now, this, um, the program that you're launching, the basis of it is to spread this love and connection within yourself. Right. So, um, mm -hmm. So I believe like, right, yeah, like with addictions, people are feeling alive and connected, but for them, there's something too. There's something, I think like all of us have this, this, um, this, this statement within ourselves that is personal to us. So yes, they're looking to feel alive and connected, 
but there's also something else that they're seeking. Oh, for sure. But because they're not really feeling alive and connected in that mm-hmm. moment, because it's, yeah. it's like once, because they're, they're actually, they're feeling that high. Mm-hmm. And then after the high is over, then they're not feeling that, that connection and not feeling alive anymore. So that's where it's not true. But we all have to kind of look within about like, what are we using in order to feel connected and alive? Because a lot of times we, we do like we, um, I know my first, yoga teacher I felt more connected and alive when I was with her Mm. and so I put her up on this pedestal and then like four years later um three years later I had a spiritual teacher and I put her up on that pedestal and that's where you know when people go to workshops or when they follow certain you know spiritual leaders they when they're listening to the person or when they're around they're feeling that you know, alive and connection. And it's like, no, you actually can feel that, like go out in nature. I mean, not, if you don't feel that out in nature, then like you're in your mind too much. Mm-hmm. You let your mind be too much in charge and you're letting that monkey mind of the tapes going over and over again. That's where like, um, what was the baby doing the other day? I call her baby. She's going to be three the day after Christmas, but she said something and it was like out of nowhere that I was thinking. And it's like one of those things where I'm like, we need to get we need to get some, I think it started with a B. We need to get, um, it was something that wasn't normally on our list. And she said, we, we need this. And I looked at my nine-year-old and I was like, I was, look, at, look at what's on my list. Look what I just put on my list. And he was shocked. And it's not shocking because people think that in their mind is where like, it's like a cage that holds their thoughts. No, they're out everywhere. So it's because she doesn't like, she thinks about candy and like Peppa Pig and like, that's it. She doesn't have a whole lot. She doesn't have a lot of programming like you and I do from the past. So she's so much more likely to pick up messages and pick up, you know, my thoughts. And I think that's pretty wild to see versus us. Like we have this collection of thoughts and things that other people have said. And it's like, if you really become aware, you don't just have to do this during meditation, but just in your daily, like, pay attention to your thinking. It's almost like the TV's on in the background. Like what's going on? What, what are those thoughts that are playing in your mind? And it's Mm -hmm. fascinating to see that it's going on all the time, but you're not aware of it. Just like you're not aware of your breathing until you're like, Oh, I have to take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, there was a lot of things that you said in there, actually. (laughs) Um, First, I want to say like how kids, how kids are so intuitive. They're just so intuitive. Um, so I love that she, she basically picked up on your thoughts, you know? Um, and like, I think when you want, if you want to come back to the thinking, like taking that awareness to one step more and recognizing that these thoughts that we're having, right. That these th- thoughts we're having are just thoughts, right? So if you want to go into the negative thinking, they're just thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know what um, is making me think about is um, I've read many inspirational books, as I'm sure you have. Um, Mm -hmm. And one of the differences in, say, like doing your program and doing my program is when I was writing the content, um, one of the things, actually, this is one of the things I've avoided when I've done programs, is that like, or if I've read a book, I just want to read the information, but then I never wanted to answer the question. I don't know why. Like I just didn't, I didn't want to actually get to the meat of my own shit. So it was like, oh, well, I'll read all that yummy stuff. And yeah, oh my God, yeah, oh, it's so, so good. You know, but then it's like, but that's what you have to say your actual shit. You're like, oh yeah, I really want to avoid this part here. And so mine is very much going to ask questions. 
And that's how you get to the meat because until you become aware of what those limiting beliefs are and like really the, the completeness of them, then you're not actually going to be free. You're not going to be able to change things. And this is where, this is where I actually want to hear what your take um, is on, on one aspect that I've been um, reading Gabby Bernstein's book right now that's called May Cause Miracles. And I was looking at some parallels and some differences in my program and the way her 40-day type of thing is. And there's a lot of talk about, like, you know, the ego. And one of the things that I've said is that, like, stop vilifying the ego. Like, it really annoys me when people would say that. It would be like a trigger. And it's funny how different triggers at different times, you know, you have. And I was like, you are light and shadow. And you don't, I was so sick of, like, the spiritual, like, jargon and like this um, passive aggressive weirdness with spirituality where it's like oh you're in your ego and it's like um what do you think about that what do you feel do you feel like the ego is something that you need to kill or it's something that you just need to be aware of within yourself oh well i think we need the ego i mean there's there's so many facets of the ego um and i definitely i think that we we need it you know in, in a way we need it to um to really stand more in our power, right? Like, um, mm. like, and, and so there's so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I stumped you. Can I tell you one one thing that I, that um, I've said to people the way I perceive ego, and then let me know if this is the way you see it, um, because this is something that I've been studying on and off for 20 years like this whole idea of spirit and ego. And I wanted to be like Dr. Wayne Dyer. So I was like, I'm just going to be like this. And I'm always going to be peaceful. And I'm never going to be mean. And then I was like, shit, I can't be. I was like, I'm a passionate Taurus with Irish descent. Like I can't be that way. And so I would get mad at myself because I would yell at the kids or whatever, and then go in the shame cycle, which is actually the ego's playground anyway. But um, the way I see ego is, is that when you say we're all one, okay, that's like in the spirit realm. But then I see ego as like the individuality of each person, like your personality. And that's what makes us kind of what's unique about us. And so if you look at, if you look at ego through like the chakra system in your solar plexus, when somebody is like in their ego and so out of balance with spirit, that's when they, that's when they're, you know, somebody who is, um, they're not loving and they're just so like, you know, they're in their anger, they're letting their ego become like bigger than it needs to be and not like egocentric type of person, but they're just so much in their needs and desires and not in their spirit. So to me, it's like a balance of like heart chakra and um, solar plexus. I sound like such a woo woo girl when I say that I'm like the heart chakra. Um, but that's the way I see it. I'm like, ego is what keeps you alive. It's what keeps you. It's, it's what helps you set boundaries. It's, it helps you know when to say no, it's like, and it's also part of your survival. Like you need it because it, it, almost like, could you imagine if you were just in your spirit all the time, you would just be in an ashram, just sitting in the hut somewhere. If that's what you were, if that's what you were doing, but you have to be in your ego sometimes as well. So that's just the way I say it. Could you imagine like just walking around? Just I'm just a spirit all the time. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that no, I, I definitely <laughs> think it's there to teach us lessons too. Right. It teaches, mm -hmm. it, it's there to, to, to give us the, the wisdom and the lessons. Like without my ego, I would never be fully standing in my calling. I would never be fully um, aware of what, you know, my message is here. Right. Because I learned so many lessons from that ego.
And yeah. also, would would you even have ambition if it wasn't for your ego? Hmm. Like, I don't know. You know, like, you yeah. think about it. Think about, like, I'm just going to speak for myself. If I was just in my spirit about my career, I would not care how many people I reached. I would just be like, it's all love, it's fine. But my <laughs> ego, in a way, wants to reach millions of people. Yeah. And that was a hard thing for me to say for a long time because I was like, oh, people are going to think I want fans. And it's like, I want fans. You know why? Because I'm a fan of yours, Carolyn. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of many people. And I think it's fun to have people cheering you on. I don't mm-hmm. want to feel like um, I can't, because to me, it's not like, I don't want to be a guru. I actually, when people like put me up on a pedestal, I'm like, I'm going to step down here right now. Because whenever you put somebody up on a pedestal, then when they have a human moment, you make them wrong for being human. And it's a really jerky thing to do. And I've seen that with people where even like, say, like some of the big names that, we, that we've read about and stuff, they still have their human moments. And actually, in Gabby Bernstein's book, she will talk about moments when she was like acting like a jerk. And I love that. I want to hear that. I don't want to hear that you're always nice. I don't want to hear that you never get jealous or you never have those moments. And it's not like I really get jealous that often, but I will notice that if something triggers me about something happening with someone else, I'm like, oh, wait, what, what just happened? And I take that as a huge lesson. Like, where am, I out of, where am I out of alignment? And where do I feel like I can't have that? Like, what's going on there? Because I don't like that energy. But I well, love it's not relatable either. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you see someone that's so perfect all the time, you're like, mm, you know, you, and, and, Okay. And, and also like, if you're being so perfect, if you're like in this awesomeness and you're not sharing any of your own shit, like sometimes, or, or being seen in like who you really are, then you're basically saying like for a coach, you know, you're basically saying that you have to be perfect to have this life, right? Which is totally not true. No, it's not realistic. And it's also like, this is where, um, like, you can, you can bulletproof your life. Okay. Like the way some people have, like they seem like their lives are amazing. Right. But there are certain things that are going to happen where like, you know, a parent is going to pass away or like shit happens. And then that's when everything isn't perfect. And like you said, you know, that when you were talking about, you know, the adventure of your life is, is through some of the dark times. Mm -hmm. um, That's actually sometimes when we feel most alive too. Mm Mm-hmm. It's yeah, when we're like crying, we're like emotions. Book that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah our, we learned so much from our emotions. I, one of my um, one of my soul sisters has been getting a lot of flack for the fact that she was sharing like so much of her emotions, and and it's been pretty wild to see. Where I I think that when I look at online entrepreneurs, there are people that always put like this, you know, almost like a corporate image out there. You know, where, and you're very authentic. I love that about you. I feel like, you know, when people, and I'm not just saying this to be nice. I honestly, I don't do that. <laughs> um, but when you see Carolyn on her live stream in her, in her um, Facebook group, and you got to tell them how to, um, if it's secret or not, or how to get in. But, mm-hmm. um, cause it's the, it's the soul renegade tribe. I'm going to say it's it wrong. Soul the renegade soul movement. See, I was so close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the renegade soul movement. <laughs> Pop in there. I'm always doing live streams about, you know, connecting with your calling, your purpose, living life on purpose. Um, yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. It's for the um, revenue for the cause. <laughs> exactly. And, and I love that renegade. It's like such a good energy. I love words. I love like, 
you know, maven, maverick, renegade, rebel, like those type of juicy energies that um, there are those of us that, you know, didn't feel like we fit in when we were growing up. And mm-hmm. what I see is that if you didn't feel like you fit in growing up, it's because you were probably meant to be a leader and you just weren't willing to step into that yet. And that's like, and now I'm getting an aha about the avoiding thing is um, I was think I was trying to avoid that for a really long time. And now I'm just seeing that, that I wanted to fit into the group. I literally, I remember being in my twenties and thinking, why can't I just like be a good Catholic and like, just follow what they're doing? Why can't I just be, and, and no offense to anybody. I'm not saying anyone is sheep that follow any religion, but for me, it was like, I was always asking questions my whole entire freaking life. And I was like, why do I have to wonder about the meaning of life? Like, can I just be happy? <laughs> can I just like listen to what someone else says and like, just fall in line with it? instead of being a seeker and being someone who is always asking questions. And it's because I was meant to lead. I was meant to mm-hmm. lead people with what my truth is, not so, that we, not so that they pick up my truth and they, and they make that their truth, but so that they will listen to my truth and then find their own. Cause I think that's really what leaders are meant to do. Cause we don't want people to be like blindly follow us. I mean, that's just weird to me. <laughs> you know, like it would just be creepy. They're just following you around, like taking notes on what you're saying. Um, so tell me about your program now. I really want to hear about this. It's a five-week program. Yeah, it's a, it's a five-week program, and it's, it's called Becoming a Movement Maker. Um, and it's really about creating a, a movement with your message and, and tapping into that, that calling, right? Just uncovering, unveiling that calling statement within yourself, like really getting to the core of why you're on this planet, right? And by the time you're done, like I, it's, it's about developing a deep sense of self, a deep sense of purpose, confidence that the perfectionism, worry, doubtful to the wayside, you know, we're diving in deep to your, um, your tolerations and creating boundaries for yourself. I mean, these are huge. I've been working with this, with my client, um, with these just for like a few weeks and her life is like changing dramatically right now. Um, we're going to talk about really being able to um, call in the feminine as well as the masculine, right? Making the two of them work together in harmony, okay? And, um, you know, going into kicking your limiting fears and your limiting thinking to the curb. So you show up unapologetically as yourself, right? And um, fill this life, you know, fill really get clear on your Mm. messaging, you know, on your messaging. So you can create this movement. So it's all about creating this, um, tapping in to get this calling statement within yourself and creating this life or this business from the inside out, right? It's not just, you know, this is for entrepreneurs, right? This is for the coaches who have been the healers, the coaches, the visionaries who've been struggling for a really long time, and, you know, going out and buying that next shiny object, this is about creating the unshakable foundation, right, of the clarity, of the confidence, of the cause within you. It's about creating that foundation. So when you go out to implement those new systems and those structures, you actually do it in alignment with who you really are at your soul level. Mm, that is juicy, girl. We need a soundbite of that. <laughs> we really do. That was so, that was so yummy. And I'm like, I'm like calling all entrepreneurs. And actually, I want to make a, a really good point before I talk about my program. So, 
this is where the, this is where when we're talking about ego is that you and I both know that we live in an abundant universe, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why we're both talking about our program at the same time because there, we don't feel like, oh, you have to take my program or her program. Like we can both simultaneously take both of our damn programs or take what program resonates with you. Honestly, yours is sounding freaking amazing because I do know the shiny object syndrome, having been susceptible to them, many, I mean, I bought like $1,000 program that I never did a single freaking thing because it was a shiny object. And then I didn't resonate with the dude at all, at all. I was like, he's not my person, but I had already signed up for this thousand dollar program, never did a thing. And that's Mm. because it's the, it's the, you know, when you come from lack, you know, and, and that's why I love the way you're promoting it is you're not promoting it from the place of, um, poking at the person's pain point, you're more like lighting up. Like to me, it's such an attractive energy of, of you're like, you're making it so exciting and so wonderful that I want to join versus like, you know, that type of thing where if you don't, if you don't sign up with me for this program, like you're just going to die. Like, you know, you know, that kind of messaging. I can't stand. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're going to you know, die. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're just going to die. Yeah. And like, and I'm the only answer for you. And it's like, run the other way. If somebody's like, I'm the only, it's like, I actually think that's terrible because we all have vibes. Like people are attracted to, different people. And that's why we'll never have enough people like you and people like Abby Bernstein, people like me, people like, you know, the late Wayne Dyer, where it, you know, their message is going to be just a little bit different. Like, that's why I love talking to you because, you know, we can talk about things like, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And because we are that expansion, you and I, you know, we are this type of people that we're always going to be expanding and keep our minds and our hearts open. And one of the things that, um, you know, that I'm going to work with on my program, which has been a huge thing in my life is that mindset is that thinking, you know, what those thoughts are behind everything. And mm-hmm. that's, it sounds like that's like a huge thing for you. Cause it's like, you know, one of the things that's a trigger for me that I hear with other people, like when they say it, I, and I was, I was being completely transparent with Carolyn as myself yesterday before the call that I've had a hard time. Sometimes I did not want to be considered a bitch. I didn't want to be considered too hard, too much. Like, um, I wanted to be like that mama's soft friend. And, and actually one of my friends said, you're being like a soft pillow. And she said it in a negative way where like, you're not actually helping that create the transformation when you're just being that soft pillow for them. And, um, and I was like, wow, like, how am I coming across here? Like, what is my, you know, so my messaging was kind of messed up there. I was giving mixed messages because it's like, you can't be strong in your power and then play small. And that was something that I, you know, I was doing myself. But what I see people do, and this is where I'll put, uh, call them out on it, when they say, I don't know, and that's all they want to say, I don't know. And it's like, you do know, like mm-hmm. you do know. And you probably have come across that when it comes to like, if you ask somebody what their message is, and they're like, I don't know, that's when you're like, fuck you. Yes, you do. <laughs> that's when you want to say, well, it, well, I know one of the things that we'll say to people is, well, what if you didn't know? And right. it's funny because. It's almost like when you coach somebody, you kind of have to like, if they're, if the door is locked, you kind of have to like look in the window, see if that's open, like try to find a way around their stuff. And I look at it as I love helping people untangle all of that, like their blocks, their mindset. And because we get in the self-help industry, we get a lot of people that are like, it's very heavy about like, oh, well, it takes so long to get these blocks undone. And do you know what I mean? Like that whole thinking of yeah. um, that it's, it's, so, it's such hard work and, and it's almost like impossible to make it seem like. 
the whole, that whole thing really pisses me off. Like it drives me nuts when people just talk about, Oh, you're, you're blocked. You have this block. You're blocked, blocked, blocked like that. And I'm just like, Oh my God, (laughs) stop. Like you're, you're, you're making people be blocked with that. Right. (laughs) You're like, Oh, well, I'm not creating this. I must be blocked. Right. It's, for me, I feel like it's a choice. It's a choice that we made a long time ago, whether, right, like um, the, the limiting beliefs. Like I just did a, a live stream on this the other day. And for me, I, I think even saying limiting beliefs or that you're blocked, right, that creates another block, right? Because you're, that creates this limited thinking that creates a choice for you to make in your mind saying that, oh, right? I'm not doing this, so I must be blocked. You're choosing that, right? So um, for me, I think when you're saying like, even if something happened as a kid, right? Because we all know, like we pick up these, these, we make these choices. Like I talked about in the beginning, my dad leaving, right? I made a choice that I wasn't good enough, right? And so, um, you know, for me, it's, it's about choices. It's even if, even if it happened as a kid, because when you say that it's a choice versus a limiting belief, you're putting yourself more, you're like, you're giving yourself more power, right? If you're saying, oh, it's a belief that I have, you're giving away, you're giving away that power instead of saying, you know what? No, this was a choice I made and now I'm going to choose to change it. And yeah, I might have to work on it and it's going to feel really fucking uncomfortable and Mm, um, and it's Mm -hmm. going to suck, but this is, this is, I'm choosing to change this. I'm choosing to change this. Right. And it doesn't, and I'm choosing that it doesn't have to be hard either. Yes. You can make it an adventure. You yes. really can. Because I'm reading Gabby Bernstein's book simultaneously with promoting my program. It's, I told you I was seeing some parallels and in seeing some of the fears that I had kind of ignored or whatever, um, that was, that was very uncomfortable. Cause mm-hmm. that's when you're like, dude, that's still in there. Are you kidding me? And so I'm going to have people go through my program and really get real with themselves because when, you know, when you start to talk to somebody and you start to like kind of poke and prod about like, well, why do you think you think that way? Or where do you think that comes from? Mm-hmm. I find it so fascinating that it sounds so cliche, but so much shit goes back to childhood. I mean, oh, yeah, so yeah, much. It's, it's insane. And I, and like some people think that's, it's almost like, well, that's psychology or other people will think, just get over it. And it's like, you learned patterns to survive in your tribe, in your family, mm-hmm. when you were a kid. And right. one they, of the things... Mm-hmm. They kept you safe. Exactly. And so one of the things that I did was I was a people pleaser because I didn't want to be judged and I wanted to be loved. And it's not like my mom did anything wrong. It wasn't like she was like uh, not loving me. It's just one of those things that I, I liked when someone was happy with me. It felt good as an empath. It feels, I mean, if someone sends me a nasty text message and tries to tell me it's not, I'm like, I read energy. You can't tell me that that was, you weren't pissed off. Like, just own it. Just be like, mm-hmm. sorry, I was pissed off and I love you anyway. You know, just be real like that. Um, but those are the things that, um, you know, that I want to help people work on. And the week that we're on with Gabby Bernstein's book right now is about relationships. And really, t- I'm taking a look at all of my relationships and how I show up in them. And that's something where I didn't, I wouldn't, if you said to me like two months ago, do you have to work on your relationships? I'd be like, no, but I, I, I am somebody who just kind of likes to look at all areas of my life and constantly like not improve them, but just like, um, just be my, my truest self in all aspects of my life. 
So like with this program, we're going to be talking about relationships. We're going to be talking about weight loss or body love, however somebody is coming at it, and sexuality and sensuality, because those are the things that I kind of am teaching about the stuff that lights up for me. And isn't that kind of go back to like, isn't that what you should do? Is that not should, but isn't that the best? Is that when your purpose and you're calling and you're doing out there in the world, what lights you up? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's where life can be magical. You can get to do what you love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, okay, I, you said something in the beginning you asked and I didn't get a chance to talk about it and I kind of want to bring it up after what you just said about okay. doing what you love, right? And mm-hmm. bringing it back to the passion aspect, okay? Because that whole thing of people saying, um, find your passion, you'll, you know, you'll find your purpose or follow your passion and that's what you're, like, do what you love. And I work with a lot of women, um, and a few cool dudes for sure too, um, who are multi-passionate or who aren't sure what they're passionate about, right? So there's two aspects of that and they're very frustrated. And this was me myself too, because like, I mean, if you see my, like just talking about my outdoor gear, right? If you see my garage, you're like, whoa, whoa. Like, (laughs) because I have so many different so many different things in there. I mean, there's skis, there's snowboards, there's paraglider, there's like uh, rock climbing gear, you know? So I, I was passionate and I still am about so much. Right. And so, um, you, for me, again, it comes back to that feeling. So the, the multi-passionate women that I work with are the people that are not sure what they're passionate about and are frustrated by that. Find your purpose, find your passion. Right. I believe there's two types of people in this world. There's the people who are like, have that one solid passion where they're like, this is it, right? This is what I want to do. And I wrote a blog post about this a while ago, actually. Um, But, and then there's the other people like me who do a little bit of everything, who are dabblers. And I do that because it comes back to that feeling. It comes back to making me feel alive and connected with that truth, right? Those are the things that make me feel alive. So my passion was coming back to a feeling, right? So those, um, so uh, the people that, you know, when you say like, do what you love, if you're frustrated by that, look at the feeling behind all those little things that you love to do or you have done in the past. What is that feeling that it gives you? Mm. Yeah, because I like that. Um, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm a multi passion person too. I love mm-hmm. that. I love that saying, multi passion person. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that. An MPP. Right. An MPP. <laughs> and you know, whenever somebody like, um, you know, one person in media was like, okay, well, we'll push you as a self love goddess. And while I resonate with that, like, if you say I can only talk, that's one of the reasons why I have this podcast is. I want to talk about different things. I don't just want to talk about one thing all the time. That's so freaking boring to me. So that's Mm -hmm. why, like, you know that I like, like right now I've on, you know, a pink sweatshirt and I'm going to have my pink Santa hat on and I'm going to have my ridiculous, um, you know, necklace that's this big gold chain thing that says queen. I love passion. I, I, I love passion. Yes, I do love passion. No, but I love fashion. I love style. I love that. It's not my business. It's part of my brand, but like, I don't know that that will be like, I would love to teach a class on style. I would love to have a, you know, clothing line, but that's one of my passions right now. And my husband at times we've talked about like, 
you know, for some people, they don't want to actually make a job out of their passion. It actually makes them feel bad. Mm. They want that Mm -hmm. as their special place. Like they want their art as their special place Mm -hmm. and not their thing that they have to make a living at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things like my, I'm a crazy big traveler. Like I've traveled the world with just my backpack and my lonely planet. Right. But that's not my business, but I come back to like what, you know, but you know, really helping people connect with their truth, really helping people con- um, find their deeper calling. That also is another thing that I've, I've learned that I'm actually really passionate about. I mean, that feeling when I get, when I'm off the, get off the call with a client and they've just like had this huge breakthrough. I'm like dancing around the house. I know. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I because it makes me feel super alive and again, and connected when, when they are, you know, it's like, Oh, like, Oh my God. So I know let's call it. It's like the coaching high. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like, I didn't like, this is crazy that I get to do this. Like I get to feel this way when I help someone else feel, you know, just so in their truth. It's, I love that. Oh, it feels so good. <laughs> I know. Isn't that funny when you feel like, you're like, I can't believe I get to do this. Like you get to do what I really love. And for me, um, I love seeing women kind of um, like rise up into, into the truth of who they are in the way of like, when, like, um, when I'll do a mastermind, like I'm going to run this as a mastermind where it's going to be a zoom call and they're all going to be on there. And when they'll stand up and say what their aha is, and I see them light up and, and like this new, this newness of them, this new version of them show up. I feel like a proud mom, like, like, Mm -hmm. there you go. But like, but like, and this is the funny thing is that proud mom in the sense that I'm not taking credit for them at all. It's just, it's where you're, on the side and you're like, oh, I'm so proud of them. Cause like my daughter, my oldest daughter is Miss Ocean City. And so she is a, is a, you know, a pageant girl. And I did not do anything except for drive her to dancing lessons and drive her to the singing lessons. And that's it. Like that's all her. And I don't, I think that with, um, and I just wanted to end on this because I, I actually asked you this question before the call is about for the moms out there who are wondering like, is your purpose to be a mom? And, and Carolyn's going to answer about that. Um, but that's where what I've had to learn is that, and I'm not going to call out any of my kids, but it's really easy for the moms that when their kids are on the honor roll to like, be like, there's my kid, I'm owning this shit. But then it's another thing when your kid's messing up and you got to be like, I'm over here. And when they are messing up, you look at them, I don't care how old they are. And, and don't look at the moms always and say, what does she do? Because Kids are, I mean, God, I remember making bad choices at five years old. Like you're independent and you're going to make those choices. And it's not, as a mother, you can't take on your kids' choices. That's theirs. And you can't, you know, can't take responsibility for them. And maybe that sounds terrible to some people, but you're obviously, you're going to guide them, but like you, you can't take full responsibility for them and their choices. But so do you think that any mom out there, that that, that, that is her sole purpose to be a mother? No. I think, I, I think, you know, that's one of your, your purposes. It's one of your adventures, right? Mm-hmm. Your mother's an adventure, but it's, it's not your sole purpose or your sole calling, you know? Um, it, it's part of it. It's part of, um, you know, part of your journey, again, part of your adventure, but it's not who you are. Cause like, you know, what if when your kids are out and raised and um, then what, then who are you? 
right? It doesn't define you, okay? So you get to define you. Motherhood doesn't define you, but you get to define you, like who you are. And the more you stand in who you are and in your truth, the, the greater everyone's lives around you will be. Mm. Yes, because honestly, like when I look back in my 20s about the way I was a mother and trying to do things like I was totally not even doing them for the kids. I was doing it so the moms thought I was start where the teachers or whatever. But really what kids want, they want a happy mom. That's what they really want. They do. Honestly. Yeah. They, and, and, and that means that sometimes I'm like, no, we're doing one activity right now. And I used to make myself feel so bad because people's kids were in piano and dance and this and that. And I'm like, no, because I'm the mom that, you know, I don't show up haggard at stuff because I make self-care a priority. Like I make sure that, that I look cute for me because that is one of my vibe raisers. That makes me feel good. Know what your vibe raisers are as mothers and, and be unapologetic about that. You, mm-hmm. Because when you know what your vibe raisers are and you, and, and you do that instead of the martyr mom, like, oh my God, the martyr mom is one of those things that I'm like, oh, I, I, don't, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. And those martyr moms are the ones that feel like their sole purpose is to be a mother. And here's where I think it's, it's a long way of thinking is that it's just like in your life, like say if you're a lawyer, you're a lawyer, you're not going to be a lawyer until you're 90 years old. Okay, most likely you're going to retire, but you're an infinite being. And if you don't, if you don't get in touch with that infinite being within yourself, with your true self, then whenever an aspect of you then dies, um, and it's not that you like die as a mom, you know, um, like you would maybe as your job, but when you change, when, when life changes and whether you get divorced or whether, you know, your kids grow up and, you know, move across the world or whatever, and you're not mothering them anymore because they don't need your mothering. And actually that's like, um, the kids will call it smother mother. <laughs> that's what they call it. And I guess that's kind of like, there's helicopter moms and then smother mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where it's that kind of that codependence and living through your kids. So yes, I, I totally agree. Being a mother is one of my purposes, and it's one of the aspects of me, but that's not all of me. That's just an aspect, yeah. and that's something right. that I had to learn. Mm-hmm. And it's like, who are you without all those labels? You know, who are you mm-hmm. if you're not the mother, if you're not the um, daughter, if you're not the sister, if you're not the, like you said, the lawyer? Who are you? And that's what it comes down to, right? Mm-hmm. That truth. Who are you? Right? Those other things are just aspects. You don't I find mm-hmm. I, I I actually was just gonna say is that what I find is that there's women that that their worth is really attached to um and, and I live in a in a you know affluent town um, and some of the women their attachment is to their husband, their house, what their husband does, the what the way they look, you know, just all of that and like your house can change. Like, you know, you could, you could lose money in the stock market or something and have to move to a different place. You could get divorced. Like you could lose your looks. You, get, you know what I mean? Like all that well, that's stuff seeking is not outside you. Validation. Right. That's seeking outside validation. You know, um, you're looking for something outside of you to make you happy. You're looking for that thing outside of you. You're creating a life from the outside in versus creating from the inside out. Mm. And that's never going to satisfy you. Exactly. And it's always, it's, it's like, what's the next best thing? What's that next Mm -hmm. best thing? What's the next Mm -hmm. thing I'm going to get now that I have this now what? Uh Uh-huh. It's really learning to define who you are at your core. Well, because if there's like, you can never have anything from the outside make up for the lack within. 
So it's like, you know, those kind of women that don't have self-worth. I remember taking an exercise class with this one lady and she would always complain where I didn't even want to stand next to her in exercise class anymore because it was getting on my nerves. And it was like, my thighs, my thighs look fat. My thighs look fat. And that's a tongue twister right there. Um, <laughs> and she would say that and I would just be like, and I'd be like, seriously, shut up, like stop. And because it was annoying. And of course mm-hmm. I have a bulimic background, so it was even more annoying. But um, that's the case of, um, I totally lost my train of thought. I love when that happens. And you're like, where <laughs> was I going with that? I, feel, I absolutely love that. I have no idea where I was going with that. Um, yeah, that's mom brain for you. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no freaking clue. It's like, this is, this is a classy bitch right here. Knows her stuff. This is where you know it's unscripted. I have no idea why I brought that up, but that was annoying. I'll tell you that that was for damn sure annoying. Um, I think it was about, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, I got it. I got it. Yes. It's like winning the lottery when I remember. Um, is that she was looking for that validation. So people like that, and you might have some of those people in your in your lives who are constantly needing that validation or they're constantly, it's like they pull your energy. And it's like those people, I have to set boundaries with them clearly because it, until they do the inner work, I can't, it's like throwing, like, it's like throwing pennies in an endless well. It's just never going to fill up because it really needs to be from the outside. I mean, from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, can you tell them how to, how to um, find you, please? Yeah, yeah. So you can come on over into the Renegade Soul Movement, which, um, like we shared before, is a group for the rebels with a cause. It's for the visionaries, for the healers, for the, um, the entrepreneurs who really know that they're called for something greater right and and are done living by the others you know someone else's rules on how life should be and really become you know who they are so um it's again the renegade soul movement you can come on over there and i also have a free um and i'll also like i said we'll be launching um launching the movement maker too so you're gonna want to come in there and check that out it's a super affordable investment and I'm so passionate about this program because I've helped hundreds of women one-on-one and I've, I, once they get these, this foundation, I've witnessed people, you know, I had a client last year who made $700,000 in income from nothing, you know, from bankruptcy. I had another client have a $30,000 launch, um, you know, and I just witnessed their marketing and them, their attitudes and their their fearlessness completely changed once they developed this foundation, right? Um, so you're going to want to check out that. So come into the Renegade Soul Movement when that comes out. Um, it'll be next week or actually, yeah, it'll be, it's this week actually. <laughs> I forgot when this <laughs> podcast is airing. Um, and I also have a quiz that you can go over and take and it's super fun. And it's um, a bitly link. It's bit.ly and it's called Purpose Path. And it's really fun, uh, short quiz. I believe it's six questions. And uh, you can find out whether you're a healer, you're a philosopher, you're an adventurer, um, or a creative. And it's, it's really, really fun. Um, and find out who else is on the same path as you, like what other famous people. Um, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So go over to that. It's bit.ly, and it's called Purpose Path. So... Um, and if so you yeah. send me that, if, send me whatever links you want me to put, um, 
on the podcast. That way they can, um, you know, we can put the direct link right there. And then what is your website, babe? My website is unordinarylife.com. That is the coolest name ever. Like, I, yes, can I have some of that, please? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. That. Um, and for the ladies who want to hop on into my Facebook group, it's called Self Love and Sass. I don't know if you're in there, Carolyn, but I'd love for you to come in there and then invite them to your um, group as well um, and post your stuff in there. I really just want it to be like a playground for people to, um, you know, get the good vibes. And um, you can go to my website, jennygperry.com, to find out about my inner goddess experience. Or if you just check me out, I'm going to be promoting the shit out of it on Facebook because I want to just like get my hands on these women to change their lives. And it's so much fun. It lights me up. Karen, thank you so much for coming on here. I love you so much. I really, truly do love you. Love you too. And thank you for being here. And I'm wishing you um, peace, prosperity, love, all the magic and adventure and all the good stuff for 2017. I'm just going to send that to you right now. Um, So everyone, check us out. And um, thank you again, Carolyn. I really am so grateful for you to be on here. Everybody catch us on the next episode where um, I don't know what it's going to be, but it will be amazing. So take care, everyone. Bye.